Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are tuning in from. Welcome to uh, Facebook's Neurology for Vets uh, webinar series, um, sponsored by Hallmark Advanced Imaging. Thank you very much to Hallmark for sponsoring the, these um, webinars. Um, we are um, looking like we are missing Laurent, but don't worry, he is here, he's in the background. Um, I think it's because he's already had two glasses of wine that he's decided to go dark on us, but, but fear not, we, we still have him here. But we are lucky to have um, Dr. David Casado here presenting today, and also his mentor, uh, many people will know um, the queen of MRI, Dr. Ines Carrera. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Um, and thank you, David. I, I'm gonna introduce you to, to our audience. For, for any of you tuning in that haven't seen these sessions before, um, we like to encourage um, residents in training, uh, people who've just, um, uh, qualified uh, as as neurologists or imagers um, to present some of their recently published work um, on neuroimaging. Um, obviously, can be a little bit daunting, but we uh, hopefully provide this platform so that they've got a voice to um, show how much work that they did and, and what 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 the results of that work are. So, uh, really honoured to have um, this team here, um, David. Um, thank you very much again. Uh, David graduated from the University of Lyon in Spain in 2012 and after completing a master's degree and working in small animal practices between Spain and Portugal, he moved to the UK in 2016. David worked in a busy first opinion um, hospital near Bristol before undertaking a rotating internship and a diagnostic imaging internship in different referral centers. Currently, and since 2021, David is working towards a European diploma in small animal diagnostic imaging at Willows Specialist Referrals. So hello to the Willows team there. Um, and no doubt all your colleagues there are tuning in, supporting you here. Um, so hello to them. Um, David uh, enjoys all aspects of diagnostic imaging and he's very interested in, in research. Today, uh, David's going to present his recently published paper on MRI characteristics of intradural extramedullary intervertebral disc extrusions. Um, so welcome again, David. Uh, thanks for, for coming. Thanks, Ines, as well, for being here on the team, the panel member. Um, and um, we can allow you to take it away, David, if um, can get your presentation up on the screen. This is where Laurent comes in. He is here. There you go. All right. Okay. Take it away. Hi. Hi. Good evening, um, everyone. Um, could you hear me well? Yeah. I assume so. So um, yeah. Uh, good evening, everyone. Thank you, Simon, to, uh, for the for the introduction, and and thank you um, all of you for for joining us to this uh, online uh, journal club. So um, I'm going to, to present our uh, paper, which is titled uh, Magnetic Resonance Imaging, uh, Futures of Intradural Extramedullary Vertebral Disc Extrusion in, in Seven Cases. Um, this paper has been recently published in, in Frontiers a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, so yeah, I'm just going to um, crack on. So um, we know that intervertebral disc uh, diseases uh, the, the most common spinal cord disease in, in dogs, and specifically uh, intervertebral disc extrusion um, is, the, is the most common cause of a spinal cord injury in, in dogs. 
So a part of the um, uh, most typical intervertebral disc herniation, um, other unusual and, and, and uncommon types are, are characterized by, by different location uh, of, of material uh, other than extradural. And this include uh, intradural disc uh, herniation, uh, among others such as uh, acute non-compressive nucleus pulposus extrusion or hydrated uh, nucleus pulposus extrusion or intradural intramedullary um, extrusion, uh, intervertebral foraminal extrusion, and intravertebral uh, disc herniation, or uh, most uh, mostly commonly uh, known as uh, Schmoll's node. So. Um, this type of, of herniating discs um, are purely uh, extradural and, and it's extremely important to, to recognize them as, as such from the point of view of the, of the surgical approach. Um, so before uh, this, this uh, publication or before um, uh, the publication of the, of, of the present study, uh, just 10 cases were, were reported uh, in, veterinary in veterinary medicine. Um, so until the, the publication of, of our project, uh, the largest study in, in veterinary medicine included eight dogs with uh, uh, intradural extramedullary herniation. And of these eight dogs um, um, that were included in the study, uh, the presence of uh, golf design on, on MRI was seen just in, in, in three of them. So in that study, uh, they also uh, looked at the at the prevalence of of um, of this specific type of intervertebral disc herniation um, among more than four thousand dogs uh, um, uh, with uh, with um, herniations, and they found uh, just a, a 0.5 percent of prevalence of this uh, unusual intradural extramedullary uh, disc extrusion. Um, so this is the uh, the paper that that I was talking about, uh, the, done by Tamura et al. Um, so, with regards to human medicine, um, we know that also intradural extramedullary disc herniation is is also very rare. Um, and in human medicine, there are um, a few case reports and 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 and, 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 and review uh, papers and. They, they stated that roughly uh, there is a, um, a prevalence of 0 0.2 to 2.2% uh, of this type of, of herniations. And in almost all the cases that have been reported, um, definitive diagnosis is, is only achieved uh, intraoperatively. So there is not much information with regards to the, to the imaging diagnosis of, of this type of, of herniation. Uh, but some studies have identified um, specific MRI features uh, or MRI characteristics to, to distinguish intradural from extradural uh, disc extrusion. Uh, as, as we said before, it's, it's truly important from the point of view of, uh, of the surgical approach. And these specific MRI features um, are the Y sign, uh, the big sign, the crumble appearance of the of the disc material and also uh, peripheral enhancement of the of the disc material. So um, I'm going to explain uh, briefly, based on on, on human medicine, uh, the two most important um, MRI features for 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 the present study, uh, which are the 
two first ones, so the Y sign and also the, the big sign. So um, the Y sign is uh, is described as the division of the dura matter and the and the and the arachnoid layer. Uh, as the latter, so as the arachnoid, uh, arachnoid uh, layer is peeled off from the from the dura matter by by the disc herniation, which occurs um, between the dura and the arachnoid, and um, the lesion will be surrounded uh, by by CSF uh, signal intensity on MRI. So in these two diagrams that we have in the in this slide, uh, we can see the dura at the bottom. Um, here or in, in green on the on the right side um, right hand side uh, picture, and then the arachnoid uh, layer on the top. Uh, so it would be this dotted line here or the red line on the on the right sided image. Um, and in these two cases, these two diagrams, we can see um, these two layers separated by by an intradural uh, disc material, which is displayed in gray. So here, this one is is more. Um, is, I mean, we can see it better in this diagram rather, rather than in this one, but it's, it's just to give us a, 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 um, an explanation with a draw. Um, so then this separation between, this, uh, uh, this, uh, between the layers, between the arachnoid and the dura, gives us uh, this uh, Y shape, and, and that's, what we, uh, that, that's what we call, or that's what it's called uh, Y sign. Um, so these two uh, images, uh, two sagittal images, uh, are taken from from two different uh, human patients, um, which they show uh, um, an intradural extramedullary disc herniation, causing the appearance of of a white sign. So on on this on the left uh, left side left hand side uh, image, we can see the intradural material and then this uh, Y shape here and which is the the y sign and on the right uh, um, image uh, we can see this dotted line uh, which uh, is showing us uh, a y shape which is the y sign um, another uh, important mri feature um, at least in in human medicine uh, uh, is is the big sign so uh, this is described as um, as, as a big like uh, shaped and sharply marginated lesion. Um, and, and as you can see in these two uh, transverse images, uh, there is a T2-weighted uh, hypo-intense uh, sharp lesion with a, with a big uh, uh, shape. So we can see it uh, here, and then on this image, we can see it here. Um, this drawing is just to uh, uh, to show the big sign again, uh, uh, the big sign uh, appearance. Um, with a, we can see it uh, um, slightly better on the drawing. So there is this um, material on the left side of the uh, of the of the image, which is uh, displaced in the uh, the material. Uh, sorry, the the spinal cord to the to to the right. So um, the objectives, the objectives of, of the of the study were to mainly describe the high uh, field uh, MRI characteristics of surgically confirmed intradural extramedullary disc extrusion in, in dogs, and also to demonstrate a consistent and, and a distinctive uh, MRI sign to characterize uh, intradural extramedullary um, pre uh, herniations preoperatively in dogs. So our three hypotheses were, first, that the gold T sign is not a reliable 
MRI finding uh, for the diagnosis of intradural extramedullary disc herniation, as previously stated, and that Y sign would be a consistent MRI feature in dogs with this type of, of herniations. Um, so it was a retrospective, uh, a multicenter and descriptive study in, in nature, and Patients were included if a complete MRI study uh, was uh, performed and very important if a surgical uh, confirmation of intradural extramedullary uh, disc herniation um, was, was present. And obviously we excluded dogs that had an incomplete MRI study or uh, clinical data and ones that they didn't have surgical confirmation. So um, ver um, vertebral canal lesions were, dis uh, were classified uh, with regards to, to its location, uh, differentiating between intradural and, and extradural. And uh, following the description in, in, in veterinary medicine, um, intradural extramedullary disc restriction uh, features were examined as golf design, which is defined as a, a widening of the subarachnoid space um, cranial and caudal to the to the lesion, or uh, a focal dilation or expansion of the subarachnoid space along the cranial and the caudal uh, margins of the intradural uh, mass lesion, and then adopted from uh, human literature or human medicine, as as we said, uh, Y sign and big sign uh, uh, were assessed, uh, as well as uh, peripheral or, or ring enhancement when contrast was was given. So in the um, in the results uh, section, um, so six dogs in total met the, the inclusion criteria, but uh, uh, there were uh, seven cases in total included in the study, as one dog had two uh, episodes in different um, intervertebral disc spaces and at different times. Um, so in all these uh, seven cases, we found. Um, uh, um, uh, y sign in, in all of them and um, golf design uh, it wasn't present in, in any of the cases included in this in this study at the same time uh, big sign it was seen uh, in more than half of the of the MRIs um, evaluated uh, additionally uh, we included three dogs all three dogs that were included in the study um, had a contrast uh, media given, and all of them had this uh, peripheral ring uh, contrast enhancement. So in all the dogs that had contrast, we saw this uh, ring enhancement. Um, the location of the, of the intradural extramedullary uh, disc herniation uh, varied between uh, multiple um, um, intervertebral disc spaces, so uh, from mid lumbar to uh, 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 caudal thoracic spine, spine, as you can see on the uh, on the numbers in the slide. And again, uh, the appearance of of the disc material was very variable. So, in four cases, um, we described this as homogeneous, uh, while in three cases we um, uh, we we thought it was heterogeneous. So in the next uh, few slides, um, I'm going to, to show you some MRI images from, from, from the cases included in the study uh, and which uh, they display these, um, these features, these MRI features. Uh, 
So here uh, we see uh, one case of intradural extramedullary uh, disc herniation at the level of uh, uh, T11 vertebral body. And on the magnified image, uh, we can see some uh, CSF in the, um, oh, in the uh, caudodorsal uh, and caudoventral aspects of the, of the lesion here. And this is giving us the appearance of, of a y, uh, y shape. And if you remember from the, from the previous slides, uh, uh, this Y shape is, uh, is given by the separation of the dura and the arachnoid uh, layers, but by this uh, um, intradural disc material. And consequently, we see CSF at the edges of, of, of the lesion displayed as a, as a y, uh, y shape. So additionally, um, and on, on this uh, T2-weighted uh, transverse image, uh, we could appreciate uh, a T2-weighted hypointense lesion, which is sharply marginated. We can see it here. And uh, this is giving us uh, um, the big sign, which we explained uh, before, uh, uh, which is just a way to describe the sharpness of the, of the lesion. And uh, I just put the, the drawing here, the same drawing from, from before, uh, just to better understand the, the principle of the of the big sign and, and to compare with the uh, with the MRI. So again, this is the, the lesion sharply marginated, displaced in the, the spinal cord to the to the right. Um, here is another <clears throat> example of intradural extramedullary disc extrusion. Um, which in this case is caudal to L3, L4 uh, intervertebral disc space um, and is characterized by, by a well-defined uh, T2-weighted uh, hypointense and, and rounded uh, lesion, which we can see it here. Um, and again, we can see, sorry, we can see uh, CSF uh, surrounding uh, uh, the lesion, which is giving us the, the, the Y shape, which is what we call uh, Y sign. Again, in this dog, we could see uh, uh, a big sign on, on, on transverse images. And uh, as you can see in this, in this transverse image, uh, uh, there is a sharply marginated, titrated, hypointense uh, lesion uh, compressing the spinal cord to the, to the right. And in this slide, I just uh, um, wanted to, after seeing all the all the results, uh, with this slide, I just wanted to um, to emphasize the difference uh, or the different MRI appearance between uh, uh, golf design and, and white sign. So uh, on the left, we can see um, uh, uh, on the left images, sorry, we can see a, um, a well demarcated uh, golf design uh, of a dog with an extradural uh, disc extrusion. And here you can see the widening of the subarachnoid space, um, which is uh, T2-weighted, hyperintense, cranial, sorry, cranial, and then caudal uh, to the lesion, and a focal dilation of the subarachnoid space along uh, uh, both uh, uh, edges of the of the of the lesion. So around here and then here. Um, this, the images, these three images on the on the right uh, represent different dogs uh, with intradural uh, extramedullary disc extrusion uh, from our from our um, uh, uh, study, um, which they have 
uh, obviously intradural extramedullary disc herniation and none of these um, cases had uh, uh, golf design. Um, instead, we see this uh, tissue weighted hyperintensity of the of the CSF within the subarachnoid space, um, visible as a as a Y shape, uh, or just being uh, surrounding the lesion, like like in this one. Good. So now I just wanted to. Uh, to give you a brief discussion taken from human literature um, where it's thought that this type of, of herniation it could be triggered uh, by, by an adherence uh, between the dura mater and the posterior longitudinal uh, ligament and um, this adherence, adherence sorry, which fixed the dural sac to the, to the dorsal surface of the, of the vertebral of the vertebra could uh, cause could, could be caused by different things such as uh, disproductions or previous uh, disc herniation, uh, osteophytes, also inflammatory disc, uh, disc disease could be also congenital, they found it in, in some um, newborn cadavers, uh, and also traumatic irritation or, uh, or, or prior or um, previous surgery. So the, the, the principle is that these additions will prevent the more common lateral uh, protrusion of the herniating discs, and, and in these cases, um, the dura, which is adhering to the posterior longitudinal, longitudinal ligament, may become the path of less resistance to the, to the herniating disc. Um, and then the herniated disc uh, material it would perforate uh, uh, easier the annulus fibrosus, the posterior longitudinal ligament, and the dura matter as if it was one structure because of these adherences. Um, it's interesting that in people, um, the dura mater at, at L4, L5, uh, uh, intervertural disc space, is more firmly attached to the, to the posterior longitudinal ligament anyway, um, uh, which, and the annulus fibrosus, which it may explain why uh, this space is the most, or is the site of predilection for intradural herniation in, in people with uh, more than 50% of, of the cases reported uh, occurring at this specific space. Um, in people, uh, ring enhancement is believed to be caused by, by a reactive inflammatory respon response uh, with formation of, of vascular, vascular granulation tissue uh, around the, 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 the chronic herniated material. Um, in contrast, um, the limited reported uh, acute cases in, in human medicine, uh, in those cases, the herniated disc material, it hasn't been yet uh, sequestered by, by, by any granulation tissue and has uh, uh, therefore not developed this, this vascularization surrounding it, which is the basis of the, of the rim, rim enhancement. But now at this point, is, I think it's important to emphasize that intradural extramedullary um, disc herniation is, is a chronic pathology and, and, it, and, and that its acute uh, manifestation is, is rarely reported in, in the literature. So, for example, in veterinary medicine, uh, just two of the 17 cases which, which have been reported so, so far, including the, the cases in this study, um, uh, where just two of them were acute in nature. So all, all of them, mostly all of them, they were uh, chronic. And at the same time, it's also essential to, to, to highlight that even though the pathophysiology of the, 
of the cause of, of this type of, of herniation is, is chronic, so it's maybe most like a chronic process, this development of development of, of, of additions, um, the herniation itself occurs acutely. So even though it's a chronic process, the 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 herniation event is, is acute. And now so as as we uh, have been the, discussing previously, uh, why sang is uh, is rep so represents the division between the dura and the and the arachnoid layers, as the arachnoid is is peeled off from the from the dura by by the disc herniation, um, and from the clinical from the clinical point of view, um, we suggest that uh, y sign might be a truly important uh, MRI feature, at least in high field MRIs, uh, MRI MRI. Um, and, and after uh, um, the results identified in this in this paper uh, appears uh, that this, as I said, a reliable sign of uh, index of um, of this type of, of herniation, and is is um, good is good to bear in mind that it's easy to identify in in two or at least one uh, um, plane. So normally we see it better on sagittal, but there is also. Uh, we can depict it also in, in dorsal um, uh, plane. Then as uh, conclusions, uh, so the conclusions that we get or we got from this uh, study is that Y-Sign may be a reliable MRI future for intradural uh, extramedullary disc extrusion in, in dogs, and that golf design is not a consistent MRI characteristic of uh, for intradural extramedullary uh, disc extrusion in, in dogs. So thank you very much for for listening, and I'll be uh, more than happy now to uh, answer any question that you may have. Thank you. Simon. Simon. I knew I could draw Laurent out there by being on mute. Got him. Okay, so everyone, you did see that Laurent is still alive. People have been worried. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Thank you very much, David, um, for that. A very eloquent um, presentation. Re really liked that. Um, it, was, it was excellent. And 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 uh, we need to stress from our, from our point of view, from the neurology side of things, that development of these characteristics on on imaging is is so important because we need to know what to expect at the time of surgery and and uh, foundational studies like this telling us uh, what the imaging uh, is suggesting is going to be helpful for that but then also helps us uh, look towards uh, prognostic studies in the future as well so yeah very good thanks very much for for doing this um I am looking for some questions for you, and oh. there haven't been any questions, uh, you know, put so far. So in the meantime, I'm going to ask you a quick one, uh, David. So I presume this dog had at surgery, and the disc material was fined um, at surgery, isn't it? That's the they all had they all had surgical confirmation. Or uh, sorry, say that again. Sorry, they, they had surgery. Yes. So uh, yeah, all dogs had. Had surgery and all dogs needed a, a, a durotomy to 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 remove the the material, uh, the intradural material. Um, yeah. And was there any any um, description of where the material was? Um, was there some that was extra dural? 
yeah. as well, or they, it was purely with yeah. your intradural? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that that's a good question. Um, so from the seven cases, um, six of them they were purely intradural disc material, and then in one case, um, the, neuro the neurologist reported that it was some uh, mild amount, a small amount of uh, hemorrhage uh, extradural, but the disc uh, material, so the disc herniation, was also intradural. If that makes sense. And when it's intradural, was it, I mean, I presume it's difficult because it's more the surgeon and you only get it second hand. And could they see, obviously, the rupture of the dura when they open the surgeon, when they, you know, open the canal? And uh, or did they have to do the durotomy to find the disc in this case? Yes. Was there anything? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure about all the all the cases, but um, the. Um, the the feeling that I got from from all the uh, all the uh, neurologists is that they needed to open the the dura to 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 see it basically. So they couldn't see it or or, or feel it just by microscopically. If that makes sense. It gives us hey. time for a few questions to come up. So I'm going to put it on. Simone, I'll let you... Uh... Okay, yeah, Marta is tuned in and um, she's asking, how could you explain the different extent of hemorrhage in these cases? The different extent of hemorrhage, um, like extradural hemorrhage or... I'm not sure, there doesn't seem to be an, uh, any uh, further part of that question. Um, so I'm, I'm not, not sure, sure whether, whether, whether Marta means extradural or, or whether there's intradural. Yeah. In, yeah. So I guess if if uh, I got the question right, so um, if if for example there is some intradural uh, hemorrhage, um, I think the the surgeons and again this I'm, I'm not sure because I'm not a, a neurosurgeon, but I, I guess uh, there would be a different uh, appearance of the material. Um, <coughs> That's as far as I can, as I can answer this this question. Obviously, to know exactly um, the, the 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 nature of the of the intradural material, it should be uh, sent to, to histopathology to see if it's just this or, or there's there is mix of hemorrhage or. So maybe if I I. I um... I could ask a slightly related question is, is yeah. were some of your discs hemorrhage free? Yeah, so uh, most, uh, well, most of them, or six of them, uh, yeah. they, the, the neurologist didn't report any any extradural or, or intra, uh, extra medula, sorry, extra, yeah, extradural or intradural hemorrhage. Okay. Uh, it was just that specific case that, that had some um, uh, extradural hemorrhage, which which um, actually was the, the the dog that died because he deteriorated uh, overnight. Um, so yeah, and I know that this study obviously was primarily focused on T two weighted sequence. Do you, you you did some other sequences in across the the patients? Um, yeah. Did you did you find one? If you were looking back now to, um, at the study, did you find one that was um, Consistently better than another. What would you? What would your recommendations be moving forward if we were going to look look at this? If if T two weighted imaging wasn't that helpful, or you yeah. still were left um, 
being uncertain, where would, mm-hmm. you, where would you go with this? So um, I would definitely um, run a, a gradient echo. Um, and if it's still some doubts, uh, then because of the of uh, of the of the literature that that we have, I would definitely give some some uh, contrast, um, because as I said uh, uh, during the presentation, it is reported that green enhancement is 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 quite common in this type of of, of herniations. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. I've got another question for Jonathan Hughes. Do you think the Y sign is commonly seen in both the sagittal and dorsal plane sequences? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question, actually, because um, I I ask myself that uh, just because we didn't see um, Y sign. So in, in, in all the dogs that we, we in all dogs, we, we saw Y sign on, on the sagittal plane, but not uh, that that wasn't correlated with the dorsal plane. So um, the answer would be it's not correlated with both planes. And I cannot um, answer why. Um, but but yeah, it's not it's not a, there is no a correlation. So in some dogs we we saw it in in both planes, but in the majority of them they, they, we just saw them in in the sagittal plane. In sagittal. So yeah. you, that would be the one that you'd re- rely on the, the most. Yeah. I, I would say so. Yeah, I would say so. Excellent. When actually, when you when you see it on 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 dorsal, or when we saw it in on dorsal, um, it was, um, in my opinion, it, it was clearer um, than in sagittal. But we see it mostly on, on sagittal. Question from from Leandro Romano: um, What was the average age of the patients? Oh, that's a good question. I don't, to be honest, I don't remember exactly the average, um, but is uh, they were not too young. They were not uh, old. They were like uh, middle age. I think the, the 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 average of the median was uh, six or seven. So, and they mostly chondrodystrophic. No, actually not. So we thought we were gonna have like overrepresentation of. Of, of uh, daxis, but I think it's um, three daxis in, or three or yeah, three or four daxis in total. But I mean, it's a very small um, okay. population of dogs. So, but we, we expected to have like almost most of them to be daxons, but no. Yeah, I, I, I just got the paper in front of me. You're, you're right. You have four Daxons, and yeah. uh, it's an excellent memory. Um, you have a 14 year old, three 11 year olds. A five-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a four-year-old. Thank you so much. Facebook quiz, throw it out right now. What is the average age there? Go. But- Last question. I apologize for any of you that ask surgery question, but I'm sure you understand. Um, obviously, um, Davide, I didn't do the surgery, did an imaging study, so I apologize if we're not covering the surgery and what was fine and so on. But there is a last uh, imaging question that I think is relevant. And I was going to yeah. ask you, the use of 3D, Thin slice like 3D cis, obviously depending on the machine you got. Um, did anyone, any of them, had this kind of sequence? Yeah, oh, any of the cases that we have, you mean? Yeah. Or, yeah. So, um, yeah. Thankfully, I didn't do any surgery, which is was good for the dogs. But um, so we tend, we tend to do at wheelers. We tend to do uh, um, 
3D uh, sequence um, uh, in, in most of, of our spines. Um, and in, in this um, uh, um, cases, so they were not all from willows. Uh, so I think there are two or three, three from willows and two of them, we had some uh, 3D um, uh, sequences. The other ones, uh, we don't. But I, I've, I forgot to, uh, to, said in, to say in the, in, the, in the previous question that that would be a sequence that I, I would also recommend because you can see much better and with much more detail. Yeah, it's a bit the same with um, you know, the constructive myelopathy and all the arachnoid cysts. It make it much more easier to have yeah. to the I think we're going to have to draw to a, a close, Simon. I will leave you the the last. The last yeah, word. Thank, thanks, Laurent. Um, yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you very much, David, for um, for an excellent presentation, reviewing the, the the publication. Anyone who hasn't read it should go to Frontiers. Uh, we can post a link if it's not already posted there, so you can uh, read this great study. Um, thank you very much for this and for giving up your time in the evening. Thanks, Ennis, um, for, for being there as his mentor um, and uh, for giving us a, a look at your uh, lovely looking dog there. It's um, great. Um, th th thanks again to Hallmark Advanced Veterinary Imaging for sponsoring this session. The next webinar will be uh, in the first week of December, um, an early Christmas present. Yes, we are nearly at Christmas. Um, an early Christmas present for you all. Um, anyone who is interested we do have a speaker actually for december and we'll post that information um soon but anyone who is interested in presenting in the new year if you've recently published work if your work is going to be published soon uh, please get in touch with us we'd love to give you this platform to um discuss your study so uh, thanks very much for everyone to tuning in and see you again next time Bye -bye. thank you very much thank you everyone Bye. <laughs>